This episode of the Hubcast is brought to you by Design Pickle. Design Pickle is a super easy and reliable way to get all the graphic designs you need for a ridiculously low flat rate. And Hubcast listeners get 25% off their first month. Learn more at designpickle.com slash hubcast. And welcome back to the Hubcast, episode number 223. My gracious, time flies when you're bleeding orange, Duffy. It's a lot of apps. That's a lot of eps, big dog. So we actually had a couple of uh, inbound 2019 announcements, Mm -hmm. specifically some uh, keynoters. We've got Brad Smith, we've got Sal Khan, and we've got Sally Krawcheck. So you want to give us your quick lowdown on the showdown that is inbound in their keynoters. And I've got probably a couple thoughts to this as well, Duff. Yeah. So I am really excited for these first two, actually. So Brad Smith is the executive chairman and former CEO of Intuit. Now Intuit is the umbrella company of brands like QuickBooks and TurboTax and Mint. And I will tell you, Marcus, I am shamelessly like their their persona to the T, I think. They, their products get me. They are people that like all of their messaging gets me, like speaks directly to me. Why do you think that is? What, what specifically about it is it um, makes it resonate so much? I think that they're people that, are, that try to make finances easy for people that aren't super, like, super financially yeah. minded. Yeah, sure. That makes a lot of sense because I, um, I, I think I fall into that. But. Yeah, and they just message it, message their stuff really well, and I use a lot of their products. So anyway, I, I just appreciate them as a company, so I'm excited to have Brad come and, and talk about he, – he did a lot for the company over the last few years while he was, while he was CEO and, and really kind of brought it to where it is today, and I think there was like mergers and acquisitions. So anyway, I'm excited for that. Sal Khan, as well, is the founder and CEO of Khan Academy. Um, If you're not familiar with Khan Academy, you must not be connected to the education space at all, because Khan Academy is a big deal in the education world. They've blown up over the last five years or so. And what I love about Sal is that he literally started this company like tutoring his cousin on a webcam. (laughs) That was how he started this. And he built something from that so organically and authentically. Um, and I think he's going to have some really, really cool, cool stuff to say. Um, Sally Krawcheck, I don't know as much about. She's the CEO and co-founder of Elevest, which is a investing company specifically targeted toward women. Um, so I am, like, if I'm being entirely honest, I don't resonate well with brands that are targeted toward just women unless it's for like women specific stuff. So I think this, you know, potentially will be interesting. She's done amazing things. Like she's worked for fortune 500 companies, high up executive level. So she's super legit. um, And probably is going to have some awesome stuff to say too. Yeah. She's very legit. I was actually reading up on her. uh, And her, her, so she she talks about um I mean quite a bit. I mean she's got certainly she's she's had her thoughts on the uh, gender pay gap conversation and then what's interesting is what one of her main points is that 
you know, people oftentimes say women don't invest as much because they're naturally more uh, conservative with, uh, or, or they're, or, or they're more risk adverse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is what, what the, what, what many will say in the marketplace. And her point is that what is actually going on is that they just haven't been educated well enough about uh, really what, what investing can be. Yeah. And so her um, obsession, if you will, is educating women in the marketplace about investing. And um, because obviously she's, you know, one side of her is like that, you know, like, like that Kramer style of like, she's investment guru, if you will, right? She probably would be annoyed by me saying that. (laughs) Then she's like, like, because, you know, nobody wants to be called a guru. Then at the same time, she's got the other side, which is, which is um, integrating women into this mix. You know, it, it's, 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 it's interesting. Um, I, again, like everything else, I think it's great for the TED stage. I mean, like so much of, of the inbound keynoters, I think it's, it's more of a TED thing. It's not, it just goes back that for the most part, for the most part, you know, one of the thing I was thinking about, uh, you know, I know my thoughts are a little bit mixed up here, but but um, if you look at who uses HubSpot, it's it's mostly small to medium-sized businesses. Now, they would like to move upstream, but none of their keynote speakers are really killing it when it comes to a small to medium-sized business, mm. if, you, if you look at it, right? And so it's all enterprise-based speakers. Right. I, I think that's interesting as well. And those are names people know, right? Yeah. Now, granted, these are names that that um, they're success stories, and they might have said, "Well, Marcus Khan Academy started off as a smaller business, and it became something huge." Well, I think that's true. The problem, though, is that when you become huge like that, it is harder for people sometimes to see their business in it. Now. Mm-hmm. That can be the person's problem, the audience member's problem. It can be their own fault for, which is oftentimes the case. They just naturally want to assume that they're different than anybody else. But, but you know, when when you're just when it's constantly just enterprise-based stuff, well, then I think I think that does make it harder for all the SMBs that are there. Yeah. Um, that being said, the name Sal Khan is awesome because you don't make them mad. Otherwise, you experience the wrath of Khan. Had to get wow. that in there. Had to get that in there. As Got to trek you yeah. and you're okay. All right. Bust that one out. <laughs> how, to, how to make that one. I can't, I can't hear that without hearing my head. God! <laughs> you know, that's, it's, all, it's an awesome name. name. It's a good name. Yeah, it is a great name. And that was, <laughs> um, that was the best Star, Star Trek movie hmm. uh, by far. What's the wrath? On. Okay, so I want to move on to the report on this section for which you're a little bit excited about this week it sounds nerdy but one of our clients seemed like they had a breakthrough with a new tool so you want to tell us about that Duff? yeah so i'm going to give a big shout out to mike over at redguard on this one this was a few months ago um that this kind of came out with the custom reporting tools and it wasn't really a publicized thing 
And so we're going to talk about today, not so much a specific report, but kind of a general report that you can create and you can do a lot of kind of different things with. Um, but one of the things that Mike saw when he was trying to build a cross object report was if you go to build a custom report and you, you know, say contacts and deals you want to report on and you grab all of these properties on the right hand side in the data tab, you're going to see all of the data populate for all those contacts and deals and any of those properties just in like this big table. Like it looks like a spreadsheet. But if you go into, or previously when you went into the visualization tab and you visualized it, there was no way to just like save that, that view or put that on a dashboard. Um, and so a few months ago, HubSpot kind of quietly released the ability when you select the table visualization in that tab, there's a drop down. You can do a summarized data table, which you can then pull in two different properties to break out your data by or you can pull in all of those properties. Like let's say you have three different contact properties you wanna see and two different deal properties you wanna see just in a spreadsheet view of literally a list of all the contacts and the deals that are associated with them and then all of those properties. You can now save that as a dashboard report or as a report in one of your tools. So if you wanna look at a specific subset of contacts and deals and filter those out and see them on your dashboard, you can do that now. And you might be thinking if you're like me, can't you kind of just do that in the deal view, like in the deal board view, if you select table or in the contacts view, if you put in your filters and grab your columns, that's true. The one really big value add here is with the cross objects. And so if you do contacts and deals or contacts and companies, you can see contact data and deal data in columns right next to each other. Um, so that is honestly the most beneficial piece of this. And I think a big enough deal to just spend our report on this today telling you guys about that. So if you haven't done unsummarized table reports in the reporting tool, get in there and check it out. Um, they're really nice to be able to view a lot of data all at once. Um, and sometimes reps like to live on their dashboards or managers like to live on their dashboards more than like going into the deal view or going into the contact view. Um, so if you do prefer that, know now that you can save those table views. And if you do, you can drill down into each contact or each deal that's listed out there right from the report, which is really a really nice way to be able to handle that. Digging it. We like new stuff. Mm -hmm. We like stuff that's working as well. You know, I want to talk real quick about uh, something that is that is on my mind because I was actually speaking with um, with our fellow um, impactor, Zach Basner, yesterday. In, in We were talking about a workshop that he was going to be giving today. He's giving it a double. It's half of it's on inbound, half of it's on um, video, and mm -hmm. it's over the course of two days. And one of the one of the exercises we were talking about, because you know I've done this so many times, and a lot of companies think they understand their sales process, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to challenge everybody to do this exercise, and that is, and it's a little bit harder to do without somebody guiding the discussion, like in a workshop, Duff. But here's basically how it works. You ask yourself, 
Okay, so when we get a lead, first thing you want to say to yourself is, uh, in, let's say in, a, in the system, how long does it take for somebody on average to contact that person? And when they contact that person, how long, or better stated, what are the main types of questions they're going to get on that first call? How much do they actually know? This is the prospect. How informed are they? Now, here's the other key. When that first call is done, what is the assignment that is given to that person so as to continue to fill gaps? Because if you're talking to one person, there's a good chance there's other decision makers involved. And so what is the salesperson, what is the company doing to make sure that after that initial sales call, that quick contact, which is oftentimes the case, right? Because usually you have a short sales call to essentially defined fit, right? And then you have a longer sales call. It's exactly how we do it at Impact. Um, we do this somewhat at River Pools. Lots of companies do it this way, especially if they have a decent lead flow, right? Now, once that first call is over, the next question you want to ask yourself is, how long on average do we have between first call and second call? It's interesting, Duff, because when you talk to companies about this, you could talk to the marketing department, and then you could talk to the sales department, and oftentimes you'll get a very different answer between those two things. They don't actually they don't actually know what that average is. Yeah. Or you're talking to two people in the sales team and they'll debate it. They're like somebody will, like the manager might say, uh, you know, it's usually within 24 hours. And I'm like, oh, actually, no, it's usually within like two and a half days. Yeah. Hear that all the time. Yep. So during the course of those two and a half days, what is that, what is that prospect going through? Now, when you have that next call, what percentage of the questions that they are asking the salesperson, again, are the same questions every single time. How much do they really know? How far down the funnel are they? What percentage of the cases are bad fits? Like what percentage did you quickly realize, my goodness, we shouldn't have even had this call? And then once again, what type of content do you use after the second call so as to ensure that the person, in this case, the messenger, doesn't go back to their team of decision makers and screw up everything that you just told them? What you will find when you do this is there's generally, um, well, there's disuniformity, if you will, with all of the answers, especially across sales and marketing, even mm -hmm. within individual teams. You'll find also that the usage of content in the sales process varies dramatically from person to person. And oftentimes, you're not, you're not integrating nearly as much good targeted content that addresses the main problems or issues that you deal with within that sales process, it's not being integrated nearly as well as it should be on the first and on the second call. And of course, the calls after that as well, right? And so this is a good healthy audit to do. Not enough companies do them, but once you actually do it and you have an honest conversation about it and you ask all the like, it basically comes down to what is that journey what does that journey look like? How much do they know? How aloof? How informed are they? What are the gaps? When you have these healthy conversation stuff, it's amazing what can happen as a result of it. So I just wanted to bring that up and challenge everybody yeah. that's listening to do that. I don't know if you have any thoughts that. Do it. That's my thought. Do it, people. Do it. And if you don't do it, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I imagine that there's definitely some people that are thinking, I don't even know how like I'm a marketer and I don't even know how I would facilitate that that's, yeah. kind of that, conversation. And, and I know that that's the struggle, but 
that's like, that's the place that we've been at and that we've been helping people through is let's kind of take that stand as marketers and say, we are going to address these things and we are going to be people that are enabling our sales team that aren't pointing the finger at our sales team and saying, you guys are messing up and you're not doing what you're saying you're going to do, but are sort of elevating the whole team and starting those conversations, not in a way that's, that's putting blame on people, but in a way that's just starting an, a transparent conversation and that's bringing solutions to the table. And I think when we do that as marketers, those conversations become really powerful. When we do it from a kind of negative, critical standpoint, then that's when things get really hard um, to move because nobody, nobody wants to start a conversation on that point. You have to have these open conversations between departments. It's fascinating. It's what I enjoy most mm-hmm. about going into companies and having these discussions. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, we just had three breakthroughs. How did we not see this before? It's just mm-hmm. how it works. It's just how it works. Every company needs it. Okay, so let's, uh, let's move on to our sponsor of the episode who is Design Pickle. And let me just say this before you, you talk about Design Pickle. One of the issues that most SMBs have let's be honest, is they don't have graphic design in-house that's worth a poo. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it takes a while before you're at a point where you can actually hire an in-house graphic designer because to keep that person busy full-time, most companies don't have it, but there's clearly a need mm-hmm. for that part-time for most organizations, right? Yeah. And this is this is something that is that I think is really important about about this conversation about design pickle, this is an issue. And so please tell us about our sponsor for the episode. Preach, Marcus. Design Pickle is the number one flat rate graphic design service. It really is unique in the space. Um, there is, if you haven't checked them out yet, you can learn more at designpickle.com slash hubcast. But if you go over to the show notes, I've embedded a video testimonial from one of their customers who uses what my favorite thing about this is she uses design pickle both professionally. She owns and runs an agency as well as in her day-to-day life. She uses design pickle for like birthday invitations and things like that. It's super awesome. Um, head over to impactbnd.com slash hubcast episode 223. Check out the show notes to see that. Um, and you get 25% off your first month. If you go to designpickle.com slash hubcast and sign up pricing starts at just $370 a month for unlimited design requests and a dedicated professional designer. So you're not just like throwing stuff into the ether and waiting for it to come back. You actually have a specific designer, you have their name, you interact with them directly. Um, And they also have some additional professional plans where you actually get access like direct access via Slack in real time you get, can get uh, same day revisions, things like that. So head on over to designpickle.com slash hubcast. Check those guys out. Design Pickle, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. And my gracious, just give it a try. If you, I mean, I, I, the reason why this is prominent to me is because I've been dealing with this at River Pools. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so this is, this is one of those things where I, there's a, just a big need across the board. All right, so we got a wish list item this week. That's when we talk about the things that we wish HubSpot would do. And oftentimes, they listen because they're good like that, y'all. So we got lead flow disable cookies. What does that mean there, Duff? 
Yeah, so this is a little bit of a dated wish list item because lead flows are now called pop-up forms, but this is a big one for me, guys. So we talked a few episodes ago about issues with HubSpot using cookies to update and append email addresses to contact records when different users submit forms from the same browser. So think like somebody's using like a computer at a library. Um, at their their work or a, a shared computer in their office, something like that. Um, and HubSpot essentially remedied this with their option to put the not you button on all of your forms. Um, so there's now a little checkbox and op- checkbox and options in your form settings that says, you know, if it'll pre-populate the information and then if they hit not you, it'll clear the cookies, it'll create a new contact record. That's really awesome, but what I discovered recently is that it's still not an option for pop-up forms. And this means that people who have this issue, like um, I've experienced it with some clients, I'll give Rachel a shout out from Board on Track, who have um, issues with people submitting, uh, multiple people submitting from the same browser or the same computer. It's a common thing in uh, places like education where people have a lot of shared computers. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And it, it kind of renders the pop-up forms tool virtually unusable because if it's appending somebody else's email address to someone's contact record, it just, it's not good. It's not good. So get in there and vote it up. I do have some insider information that they are working on this. Um, and that as they bring the pop-up forms and the forms tool kind of together into one tool, it's going to be coming. But the more votes we can get on this, the more they'll prioritize it and get this going. Please get in there and vote it up. Vote it up, Playa. Yeah. All right. So the final thing that we need to discuss in this episode, of course, is a couple of updates because we want you to be, well, in front of all things, HubSpot. We want you to know when they are making the changes for you. That way you don't have to spend your time researching. You can spend your time creating even better campaigns. Duffy, tell us real quick about these updates. Yeah. So they recently, just in the last week since this episode came out, released their monthly updates in less time than a coffee break for March, which if you keep up with these... (laughs) It's a couple minutes or a couple weeks later than they typically typically release these, which you know they may have had a few things distracting them and going on there. But there's a couple things that we haven't gone over in the last couple of episodes, kind of small updates that they release in these videos that I want to talk through very briefly. Um, one of those is if you're using Outlook 365 and the Outlook 365 integration you can now send meeting invites, not meetings links, but actual like calendar invites directly from the CRM. So sometimes you wanna use your meetings link. Sometimes you already know what time maybe you got off a call. You already know what time you wanna schedule a meeting for. You can now do that right within the contact record in the CRM, um, which is really awesome for Outlook 365 users. Second thing, Um, If you're using the quotes tool, quotes now have a mandatory expiration date that you'll have to set. So the default is going to be 90 days for an expiration date, but you can change that and adjust that. Um, And once quotes expire, 
it's going to prompt them to contact their rep at your company to talk about it. Um, so, you know, there's issues that come up like with expiring quotes, if quotes don't expire, then people will use that to try to like bring up an old quote or things like that. Weird stuff can happen. Um, so now if you're using that, just know that the default's going to get set to 90 days, but you can change it. And last, but definitely not least, you now have the ability to customize deal stage probabilities by any percentage. So up until this point, when you're setting up your deal stages, you always have to put a win probability. Um, and it's, you've only been able to do it for every 10%. So like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. That's it. Um, which really, depending on how many deal stages you have, depending on how complex your process is, how specific you get with your probabilities, it's kind of frustrating. Some people are like, well, I want to do like 1% probability because this is sort of a deal stage that's like prospecting. Or, you know, I want to do a 95% or things like that. Okay, now you can do it down to the 1%. So you can do 1%, you can do 92%, you can do 51%. So you can customize those now. If you're using the sales tools, you can do that right now. Really nice. That is nice. We thank you, HubSpot. Yeah. And we thank you, Duff, for just, you prepare this stuff and all I do is show up and talk. And it's just, <laughs> oh, it's really, don't, you, don't give you away just, our secrets. You're, you're pretty dope. You're dope <laughs> magic. That's what I'm saying. And of course, we appreciate you listening to the Hubcast because, you know, you make this show possible. And uh, we hope we meet you at Inbound. We're going to be there at Inbound. Uh, be honest, I hope, I hope I... Yeah, I hope I see you first at Impact Live. If you haven't signed up for Impact Live uh, in August, well, you got to check yourself, especially for those that are all into They Ask You Answer. This is, I mean, the amount of They Ask You Answer uh, practitioners that are going to be at Impact Live is going to be, it's just going to be awesome this year. Bonkers. Bonkers fruit candy. There's another old time reference for some of you that most didn't know that what that meant that was a pretty dope reference um duffy didn't know it but i know and some of you are laughing right now regardless uh we appreciate your support of the show and uh duff what do you say you bring this bad boy home hey i'm just gonna bring it on home until next time this is karina duffy and marcus sheridan saying to you get out there and do some happy hubspot happy happy